Welcome to Balance Do. I'm your host, the Minister of Balance. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we couldn't do this without you, so I pray you continue to support our endeavors as we take this journey together during these troubled times. Furthermore, don't forget to visit us at balancedo.org and fill out the contact list for more info on programs, services, and new podcast episodes sent directly to your email. So with that being said, today we're discussing celebrity culture part two. And how can you discuss anything without the mention of what's on everybody's mind, the coronavirus? So first, for those of us caught off guard by this, it's just a further indication of how life is unpredictable, no matter what your station in life. Uh, we can all fall prey to some of the same concerns. So on a positive note, we can use this as a moment of clarity and open our eyes to the fact that all lives matter and we should focus more on our similarities as opposed to our differences. And one of the most important things we need to do is start living in the moment. Uh, more often with real people that we know and love as opposed to all this uh, celebrity uh, mania and chaos. And it's nothing against them, you know. Uh, we just have to learn to keep, keep it in its proper perspective and understand it's a business. And if you let it consume too much of your time, then it's time to do some self-reflection. Because when it's all said and done, uh, the people you know and love personally are the ones that really care about you, not the illusion. Furthermore, uh, to reiterate on those that, you know, all of us that, that have been derailed by this uh, coronavirus, uh, everything has its proper season. Most situations happen for a reason. And on a positive note, we can look at it as, you know, maybe more wisdom is needed in order for you to maximize your forthcoming opportunity. I mean, that's a good way of looking at it. In the precursor to this episode, in uh, part one of the uh, celebrity culture and coronavirus, uh, check out the interview we did with uh, Dr. Lori Holman. Uh, her new book is out now, Are You Living With a Narcissist? Which is basically tapping into the mind of some celebrities, politicians, and, and you know, regular folk just like you and I. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to this uh, celebrity culture uh, part two. Why do these celebrities have all this power? Well, first, we're equally responsible for, for yielding it to them as, I mean, uh, we as a society help cultivate this, you know, this excessive wealth and narcissism. Let's dip into the why. Well, the exposure, you know, the camera, the acknowledgement, the, the fantasy world, the... I feel like I know you because I see you on TV, then the false perceptions perpetuate, you know. Uh, people start to think, why are they on TV? They must be more intelligent, more talented, more truthful. Well, that might not necessarily be the case, as we found out as of late through the uh, Harvey Weinstein case, the R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and countless others. Veil is being unmasked. You know, we're, we're starting to find out some of the inside uh, machinations of how deals are made in Hollywood. And uh, like I said, I'm sure there's countless other stories we haven't heard about. And, um, and to be fair, I'm sure some have been falsely accused as well. I mean, um, but we all know this. There are a lot of celebrities that, that run with the power uh, 
and they, they use to get as much money or sex as they can possibly get, you know. Uh, and just like I mentioned in the, the precursor, uh, part one of this, it's all a part of that pimp mentality, you know. And I, I reiterate what I said in part one, you know. We just have to ask ourselves, is it possible that these people you believe and obsess over may not have the ethical morality that you somehow perceive? You know, and what's ironic about it all is is you only know them from a script that somebody else wrote, you know, um, or a screenplay that somebody else wrote in a movie. It's not real. You know, some could surmise that, you know, actors and actresses, professional athletes, uh, you know, advertisers, tech titans, they have been exploiting our vulnerabilities for years as it pertains to these false perceptions. For example, Celebrity endorsements, that's, that's a big business. You know, it's a nice side hustle, you know, um, for some of these celebrities. Promoting the product strictly for a paycheck in most instances. And the crux to all of this is there's a part of our conscious and subconscious mind that believes them. Now, according to research, several scientists and neurosurgeons say our brains are not built for this somewhat new style of celebrity. The reasoning... Let's take it all the way back to the Neanderthal days, you know, as we, we evolved, originally evolved without TV, movies, gossip magazines, and our brains weren't designed uh, for this, this, uh, this new age technology and, and the way that um, these celebrities always presented to us. Our brains were designed to recognize people we can trust, remember friendly faces and understand that it's deadly to forget our enemies. But that same mechanism for remembering faces is ill-equipped to distinguish between our make-believe friends on TV, the, the, the internet, or the real ones. Now, a celebrity endorsement is when a famous person uh, uses their notoriety to help sell a product or a service. And the benefits of using a celebrity for advertising are the ability to build brand equity, and uh, meaning that brand power is acquired a lot of times through name recognition, which allows a company to achieve uh, larger sales and profits. And an advantage to celebrity branding uh, is using the social networks, as it's you know, uh, uh, it's a less cost-effective scheme of assembling and distributing information so that consumers can become, you know, more aware of the product before purchasing. And according to research, this attracts the customers and ultimately increases the, the company productivity. Actually, back in the 1930s, the baseball legend Babe Ruth was one of the first people uh, paid to endorse a brand. It was called Red Rock Cola. Ever since, you know, with athletes, musicians, and actors, you know, raking in millions to promote consumer goods. It's big business with individual uh, contracts reaching into the, the stratosphere. Look at LeBron James. He has a lifetime uh, night contract worth an estimated $500 million. Kevin Durant signed a 10-year, $300 million uh, night contract. 50 Cent endorsed vitamin water uh, for a share of the company's uh, uh, earnings, and uh, he got... I think he received something like $100 million, uh, when it was sold. Beyonce signed a $50 million contract with Pepsi. The universal concept is if our favorite celebrity is using the product, then we should use it to be like them. 
the strategy the advertisers use there, they use star power to generate the concentration and curiosity. According to Harvard Business School professor uh, Anita Elbers and Barclay Capital's analyst Jerron Verium, uh, a celebrity endorsement increases a company's sale on average of 4% relative to its competition and increases a company's stock value by 0.25%. And for large companies which are more likely to use celebrity endorsements, that 4% can be, uh, be billions. Therefore, therefore, you know, justifying the exorbitant costs. So we have to ask ourselves again, you know, why do celebrity endorsements work? The answers lie in the brain. You know, first, as I said previously, our minds do not do a good job of differentiating between real and make-believe. So celebrities become familiar to us. When a familiar face promotes a product, it makes it seem as if the product itself is familiar, which makes people more likely to buy it, even though we've never met. Uh, the brain regards familiar celebrities the same way it does people who are actually familiar and trustworthy to us in real life. And the brain loves familiar faces and lights up when we see them. The more familiar, such as your mom, the more the brain becomes active. Companies can't, of course, get the endorsement of everyone's moms, but they can find a celebrity, and according to scientific uh, research, that does the trick. Now, the Kardashians, for example, are very popular, very uh, influence-based uh, influence uh, business and television persona. Um, and they play very well into the world of make-believe. I mean, the fake breasts, the fake lips... Uh, fake, fake behind. It's and it's all cool now. You know, I remember this old movie called "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker," and it wasn't so cool when your significant other had all these fake body parts. And at some point, in the, the heat of passion, the uh, the body parts start to disassemble. But now it's it's as popular and cool. And you would think, you know, black people would be the primary people, you know, making money off the the full lips and big derriere, but. Now everyone can, can uh, have that. It don't matter if it's, if it's real or not. So some could surmise that the world we live in today, quality and truth doesn't matter. What's fake or real or if there's any kind of ethical morality behind who's representing the product, none of it matters as long as a popular celebrity is endorsing it. Tune in. We'll be doing a uh, final thoughts on this same subject matter. Thank you for supporting Balance 2. We're a veteran-owned, tax-exempt, nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our message of inspiration, positivity, and unique ideas, all geared toward strengthening the community. We need your continued support, you know, whether it's listening to podcasts, uh, programs, uh, stopping by our website to check out uh, services. Please visit our website and register. And remember, we don't bend, we don't break, we keep it together for heaven's sake. Let's take this journey together, folks. Hope to see you soon. Peace.